Our shorter catechism lesson this week is in number 78. What is forbidden in the Ninth Commandment? The answer is that the Ninth Commandment forbiddeth whatsoever is prejudicial to truth or injurious to our own or our neighbor's good name. In this answer, the shorter catechism recognizes that uh, all obedience, all godliness uh, for us starts in the heart. Uh, and that if we are to be those who do not bear false witness, uh, we have to, first of all, be those who love and desire and know the truth, uh, and those who desire uh, for our uh, neighbors and ourselves uh, to have a good name. So, first it says, The ninth commandment forbiddeth whatsoever is prejudicial to truth. And this isn't just prejudicial to others believing the truth, uh, setting them up so that they uh, either do not receive or do not believe the truth, but for ourselves. Uh, so the Ninth Commandment forbiddeth such things as being gullible. The Ninth Commandment forbiddeth having a wrong foundation uh, for truth, that we would consider ourselves and what we perceive or can understand uh, as the basis or foundation for truth as opposed to God's word as the basis and foundation for truth. The Ninth Commandment forbiddeth what we would now call uh, bad science, interpreting God's world in a way that is that is driven by false thinking or, uh, even worse, false theology that produces false thinking. So it forbids things like Googling and believing everything you read uh, or reading a Wikipedia article and believing that uh, everything in there is true. It uh, forbids things like being a flat earther or an evolutionist. It forbids uh, assuming that everything that sinners tell you is true or that everything that crops up in your own mind and your own heart must be true or that your feelings about things must be right. The Ninth Commandment uh, forbiddeth yourself being uh, prejudiced uh, in a way uh, that makes you less likely to believe what is true or more likely to be committed to something or more likely to be committed to something that isn't actually true. Uh, so the first thing is uh, to believe God and his word and to be wise uh, and uh, reserved in your judgments uh, so that you may be one who uh, actually believes that which is true and increases not things that are falsely called knowledge, uh, but increases in actual knowledge and wisdom and understanding. How are you going to tell the truth to others uh, if you are not the sort of person who what you believe is actually true? Uh, so there's God as the great truth teller. There's the idea that uh, all truth, then, is communicated to us by God, first and foremost in his word, but also in his world, and therefore to have a right idea about the Bible and a right idea about the reliability of the created order and what came from it and the wisdom that is um, behind the created order uh, so that we can interact with the world correctly, which is why... The best science uh, and the best engineering uh, and the best uh, right 
uh, response to and use of what is in the world uh, has grown up especially uh, among the most Christian cultures uh, because a knowledge of God and a knowledge of his word and therefore a right understanding of where the world came from and uh, and how the world works generally, uh, God's faithful mercy to us and the reliability of it, uh, and therefore not having this uh, superstitious view uh, of the world, but responding uh, to how God constructed it to work. That is actually the basis of science. Uh, and so if you try to have that, Without God himself, it will uh, necessarily devolve. Anyway, that's a little bit of a bunny trail, but not too much of a bunny trail, because it is part of what is uh, what is forbidden in the Ninth Commandment. Uh, so even things like uh, the atheism or the uh, purely materialistic view of the world that leads to things like evolutionism and so forth. When we think about being prejudicial, uh, that which is prejudicial to truth, then... Uh, with respect to others, there are many people who, in order to sound smart, always want to have something to say in every conversation about every topic. The problem is, you are not an expert on everything. Uh, and when we pool our ignorance that way, we violate the Ninth Commandment. Uh, in fact, probably having a just youth table or a youth children's table at church is a violation of the Ninth Commandment because there is such a uh, such a diffused concentration of actual knowledge there, and such a intense concentration of the opposite of knowledge, uh, uh, proud fantasies that masquerade as knowledge, uh, that it is a violation of the Ninth Commandment for them to do anything but sit in silence and wait for someone who actually knows something to come sit down and start to talk. Uh, and yet we know where more talking takes place than anywhere else. Uh, and so for you, a big part of it, uh, a big part of not breaking the ninth commandment is learning to be quiet, read your Bible, get actual knowledge, uh, and uh, interact with people who have been doing those things for longer than you have and who know God well and who know his word well so that you will be stored not just with truth from his word, but when you interact with people who uh, who have those principles and then have actual uh, additional knowledge in various areas of life, you're on a better foundation for gathering knowledge that they have from their areas. Uh, and whether you apply this to the types of people you have conversations with or the types of books that you read, it is important to have actually true knowledge. Uh, before you speak. So be uh, quick uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, uh, and in the meantime, in between those two things, uh, storing up actual knowledge, and then speaking in a way uh, that is limited to those things that you are sure of, that you know will be helpful. It's the whole think before you speak acronym. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? Uh, is it kind? So it forbids the sort of thoughtless, you know, untrue things or unhelpful things or unimportant things uh, or unnecessary things, which is uh, often unnecessary because of the timing uh, or importance, like in, in the previous idea, uh, or unkind things. So that's the first part. The Ninth Commandment forbiddeth whatsoever is prejudicial uh, to truth, whether you're thinking about 
your growing in accumulating knowledge of the truth or you uh, being helpful to others uh, in whatever you communicate uh, only being true. Uh, and then the second part is the ninth commandment forbiddeth whatsoever is injurious to our own or our neighbor's good name. So the ninth commandment actually requires you to be godly. Uh, the reason is ungodliness is injurious to your good name. Someone discovering the truth about how wicked you are is not them injuring your good name. It's you injuring your good name. And then somebody trying to help you by telling you what they have seen in you is not them injuring your good name. And then if you will not be helped, someone coming to those who are in authority over you to enlist them in their office, their role as a parent or as a husband uh, or an elder in the church in order to help you is not them injuring your good name by revealing how bad you are. You injured your good name by being bad, and they are actually trying to help you get a better name by enlisting and employing, appealing to those uh, who in God's economy and God's design have been assigned to be your helpers. And so there's this idea of never wanting anyone to think bad things about anyone. Well, that's actually not consistent with the Ninth Commandment because the first part is that we would believe what's true. Now, that doesn't mean that you spread the badness of the name any further than is necessary for helping them get rid of the badness of their name, right? If it starts with a love for the good name of your neighbor, uh, then uh, you don't want uh, how the truth about their badness to be known any further than is absolutely necessary. This is why private sins are confessed privately and public sins are confessed uh, publicly. And uh, the... Uh, the telling of the, the, the sin and the remedy, uh, for the sin or working towards the remedy of the sin, uh, does not expand the knowledge of the sin. The desire is to, uh, attack sin and get rid of sin in the ways that God has given us, uh, to do so, uh, so that the badness can be eliminated and the good name can be preserved and expanded. Um, <clears throat> uh, so this, of course, means not, not only that we desire ourselves to have a good name, and so we trust in Christ. So the ninth commandment requires believing in Jesus, because it's the only way you can have a good name. The only way you can start to be good is if you have been forgiven in Christ, and if you start to be cleansed uh, by Christ, by his Spirit. Uh, so you believe in uh, in the Lord Jesus so that you may be a new person. And then when you are a new person, if you're someone who believes in, in the Lord Jesus, uh, part of your maintaining a good name is employing the means of grace, mortifying sin, uh, making use of those relationships that you have, uh, uh, getting accountability from your parents, getting accountability uh, from your elders, from your minister, and so forth, uh, and uh, pursuing godliness so that the name that will be on you is the name of Christ. That's the best name. Your your name only becomes good um, the more that you are conformed to him uh, and his goodness. Uh, so that is how you uh, avoid or resist, uh, defend against whatever is injurious uh, to your own name, uh, but uh, to your own good name. Uh, 
uh, but then also with your neighbor. Uh, it means desiring that your neighbor would have a good name, hoping the best about your neighbor, believing uh, the best possible explanations for your neighbor. Uh, and then especially within the church, uh, it means uh, speaking the truth to one another in love, right? So Ephesians 4 and developing good doctrine and um, being used however you can, uh, not just following the Lord yourself, but uh, desiring and uh, and following the one another's of the New Testament uh, in order that uh, we would stir up our brothers and sisters to love and good works. Uh, it means some things as simply as attending church and desiring your brother or sister to attend church and you know when they're not there, uh, letting them know that you missed them being there, not just because you missed them, but because you want them to attend upon the public means of grace, because that's how God sanctifies them. And you want them to have a good name, which means you actually want them to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and we're designed by God. Uh, his design is for us to do this together, so that if we forsake the assembling of, what a, uh, of ourselves together, uh, then we are not going to be stirred up to love and good works. Uh, and so uh, uh, that's one, you know, not unimportant, but one very specific detail uh, of how to seek your neighbor's good name. Uh, and then uh, a, uh, the, the ninth commandment forbiddeth then, uh, when we do know of weakness, uh, remaining weakness, remaining sin, uh, whether it's generally in the person or particular actions, uh, that we would seek to help our brother or sister remedy that while seeking to limit uh, others' uh, knowledge of or being scandalized by or thinking lo little of our brother or sister, uh, to limit that as much as possible while, our, uh, while the remedy is being applied. Uh, so it does, of course it forbids gossip. Uh, telling others uh, information, making the making uh, personal or private or limited knowledge uh, to be uh, public or known to others, or increasing for somebody else uh, how many people know how much uh, of the of the truth about their lives. It's just not ours to share. It, it prohibits slander, speaking that about others uh, that we. Uh, either know is untrue or do not know for a fact uh, uh, is true, especially those things that are negative about them. Uh, of course it prohibits those things. But by talking about whatever is pre prejudicial or whatever is injurious, it reminds us that it starts in the heart, it starts in the life. It, the Ninth Commandment, what the Ninth Commandment forbids uh, is uh, much more broad and much more deep uh, than just specific words that we might say uh, about others. It starts with a love of truth. It starts with a love of, uh, of honor and dignity, a desire uh, that we would have a good name, that our brother or sister would have a good name. Uh, this is better even, more important even than riches. Uh, brother Christian was, I don't remember if it was in the lesson or afterward, um, reminded me yesterday of, um, of a Puritan quote uh, in which he said, 
No, I don't don't think it was it was Calvin. Uh, anyway, he said, um, "A good name is is better than riches," uh, and there are many people who would never go into their neighbor's house and steal a prized possession, uh, but they do not think twice about saying something in a conversation that casts their neighbor in a negative light, and they're actually robbing them of something that is uh, much more valuable, even in earthly terms, uh, than gold and silver and precious stones. Uh, so, uh, so the ninth commandment forbiddeth uh, whatsoever is prejudicial to truth, and whatsoever is injurious to our own or our neighbor's good name.